Welcome to Geared Towards Growth with Lauren Hoffman, providing listeners with motivation and encouragement to further a growth mindset. Welcome to Geared Towards Growth with Lauren Hoffman. I am sitting here with Chris Lamatier, who is a filmmaker and director here in Charlotte, North Carolina, soon to be other places as well. Chris is absolutely 100% on the come up, and I am just so excited to sit down and interview him today and hear about his path to growth and success and just what it's looked like, what it looks like now. Chris, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you. Yeah, it's like super pumped to be here. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. Sweet. Well, Chris, tell listeners what you do. Give us kind of a background on, you know, how you got into film, where you're at now, etc. Yeah. So uh, I'm a 20, 21-year-old director from Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, started like photography and and when I was a senior in high school, and now I'm uh, living in Charlotte newly married so that's super pumped um super pumped about that and yeah 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 that's kind of just like a really really quick overview but cool kind of puts it everything in a nutshell that's awesome and chris what kind of content do you do slash record and um what intrigues you the most about film i guess yeah so i mainly um do like short form content so like uh, mini docs like commercials like I love uh, shorter videos like I mean obviously I, I love movies and stuff but I don't really have like any desire to like make film make big films or even do short films I just love the commercial side like telling a story in like a minute like I just like love that so mm-hmm. that's what I'm doing and like that's what I hope to continue to do sweet Chris I think I mean I'm so excited to talk about a few different things with you because I think one of my main goals is to try and, as I'm interviewing, just kind of pick out what I see most in the people that I'm interviewing. And yeah. one of your greatest qualities is just your perfectionism. Like, <laughs> you are a perfectionist to a T, but not in a bad way. Like, you are a perfectionist in the sense that you like things to be done well. And so you do it right the first time. I even said that to Chris last night. I said, you do things <laughs> right the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um yeah, you know, I think, like, every every artist has, like, a level of, like, perfection, perfectionism. I think it's just, um, you know, it's, like, what we do every day. So I think if you're, like, if you really care about it and it's, like, what you're meant to do, then you want it to be perfect. Um, and, you know, perfection looks a lot different to a lot of different people. But if it's perfect in your eyes, then I think you've created a, a successful piece. Wow, that's awesome. And I'm, I'm sure that that's helpful in your path to success is just recognizing what is perfectionism in your eyes, not not what's perfectionism in the eyes of people who are already, you know, deep in the industry uh, or people who you're friends with, you know, who mm-hmm. are in the industry. But just taking a minute to recognize, like, what is perfectionism to me? Yeah, um, I think to to an extent that you know like like i said perfection is perfectionism is different for everybody um but i think the best way to tell if it's like perfect is you know being like super 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 intentional um and if you've like checked off all those boxes of like intentionality like every single detail every single like frame shot movement Mm -hmm. color all if all of that is like how you intentionally had it planned 
then I would say it's perfect in your eyes. Cool. Wow. That's awesome. Chris, I would just love to hear about, you know, where you're at in the industry in terms of mentorship and what what that's looked like for you and who you have really just admired in the industry. I think that one of the biggest things for me is learning as time has gone on that the people who are our mentors don't necessarily have to be people that we touch or see on yeah. a daily basis, but yeah. just, just people who are there and like people that we respect, uh, Mm-hmm. you know, wherever it is. For me, I think there are a lot of people that I respect in like music making, et cetera, because yeah, you really yeah, see yeah. the growth mindset. But for you, I'm sure it's people who are directors or or things like that. So if you could just kind of give me, you know, what that's looked like for you, I'd love that. Yeah. So, I mean, you said it perfectly. Like you can have mentors that you're in contact with and you can have mentors that you've never had a conversation with mm-hmm. or you kind of just like observe them, observe what they're doing. Yeah. Um, so I do have... I don't know if I would say mentors, but um, there's these brothers like out in L.A. They're um, a lot further along than me in like the directing career. Mm -hmm. And I really look up to their work and what they stand for. Um, And they've kind of not taken me under their wing, but we like FaceTimed. We um, they've like email. We've been like emailing. I like send them a project before it goes live on for like feedback or edits. Wow. Um, So that part of mentorship has been incredibly important um, to me, especially in the last couple months, um, switching, really switching over and focusing on like the bigger, um, kind of more technical and creative projects. It's been really good to have like guys a lot further than me, people I look up to to mm. like reference stuff off of. Um, so super thankful for them and they give me like really good advice. Um, but like you said, on the other side of things, like there's those mentors that you've never talked to, like people you look up to. Um, I would say two guys that, I really, really look look up to. Uh, one guy is named Rune Milton. He's this like incredible director, super talented, and he tells really compelling mm. um, and like riveting stories, but in a short two or three minute video, sometimes even a minute, you know? Wow. So, and, and that's what I'm gravitated toward. That's like what I want to do. So um, he's definitely someone that I look for inspiration for, look for. Yeah, so the other director that I really look up to is a guy named Ryan Booth. Uh, he's a he's a director out of New York City, super super talented. Uh, definitely look up to him a ton. Um, and something he does that's like kind of unheard of in the film industry. Like no one no one loves like I don't know. There's kind of like this stigma where in the film industry everyone's kind of every man for themselves. Uh, but he does a really good job of just reaching out to people and mm. allowing people to, to reach out to him. He does this thing on his Instagram stories where he'll post something like, ask me anything. And for the next hour, he is there responding to every single buddy. And it's not just like a, a sentence. Like he'll literally write out whole paragraphs in response to these young filmmakers, um, not even filmmakers, just random people who are interested in the art that he's making. He'll sit there and just talk to them and, um, sometimes he does an Instagram live and he just like will answer questions. He takes like an hour or two out of his life to just crank questions and answers out for people. So I would say Rune Milton and Ryan Booth are those mentors and, and uh, filmmakers that I like really look up to that I've never met or never have been able to talk to like in person. Hmm. Wow. That's powerful. Having, having people who that you respect mm-hmm. and 
friend that you're able to really connect with and actually reach out to and say, what is it that you are doing to to grow and mm. and to be in this industry? Like, that's where I want to go. That's where I want to be. So I guess with that, Chris, I would love to hear just about, you know, you're you're a pretty motivated guy. For somebody who does freelance stuff, I know that it's incredibly difficult to stay motivated, stay on track. It can't be easy when you're not clocking into the office every single day. Um, Definitely. What are some ways that you stay motivated? Like how give give, I guess, listeners some tangible steps to stay motivated. I mean, guys, I'm staying at Katie and Chris's apartment while I'm visiting here in Charlotte and mm-hmm. This morning I wake up and the second, um, you know, we wake up, Chris is like, oh, got to get to editing. So, Chris, what is it that you do? How do you stay motivated? I guess, you know, what what grinds your gears, Chris? (laughs) Yeah, a couple of things. Just the sole fact that I am full time freelance. And if I'm not working, then I'm not making money and then I can't provide for my wife and I can't provide for like uh, the family that we like want to have one day. Um, Another thing is just being thankful that I get to do what I love to do every single day. It doesn't really feel like I'm going to work. I'm either pitching like a project or talking with like crew about, you know, scheduling and coming with ideas and, and concepts. It doesn't really feel like work. So knowing what you know that knowing the work that you're doing is intentional and you're loving it. it, it it's hard. I don't know. Some days it's kind of hard to find motivation for it, but nine times out of 10, you're pretty excited to go to work. Um, and I'm super thankful that I know it's like incredibly rare, especially someone at my age. So, um, and then I don't know, I think another like tangible, like a tangible thing that would really help people kind of, um, get to work or, or, or just be more motivated is like, just stay organized. And that, I mean, being organized in every part of your life from the time you wake up, um, to getting ready in the morning and acting like you're going to work. Yeah, so just like a tangible thing that really helps me is just to like stay completely organized. Um, stay organized like mentally from the, like keep your desk organized. That's something I'm like really passionate about. It's just making sure your workspace, whether it's at an office that you go to or a desk at your house, make, you know, clean up your papers, clean, clean it up, like make sure it looks good because that will allow you to be like creative. You don't have to worry about like it being a mess and um, going back, just like staying organized. Like when you wake up, like I will literally get to my desk and write all of my to do's on a note sheet. I will block off specific time um, that I'm working for. So I'll like sit down at like nine o'clock and write down, Hey, I'm going to work from nine to 1130, take like an hour or two lunch break and then work from like 1230 to, I don't know, like 330 or 430. And putting that down on paper, it's kind of like, it kind of keeps you accountable. And like blocking that off on your calendar, especially if someone who, for work, that works for yourself, it definitely helps. It's kind of like your boss, like yeah. saying like, hey, I wrote this down. So, you know, I'm going to like make it happen. Um, and it just kind of keeps you accountable from not just like wandering off and doing like something different for the day. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome, Chris. I think, you know, I've, I've talked before about my weight loss journey on this podcast and, and what that looked like for me. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things that like all of these weight loss books and like books on growth and, and how to get there, most of them talk a ton about organization and basically saying yeah. like if, 
if your workspace is messy, if your room is messy, a lot of times your brain is messy. Like you can't compartmentalize things, you can't organize things in your head. And so in turn, that creates a messy lifestyle. And that's like never something that we want as people who are trying to grow. Definitely. Yeah. And, and like being in that creative space where, you know, you're going to make money and you're going to make projects that require a like very clear mind. Um, and so that's something I take like very, very seriously as far as like, because that will set me up and set the people that I'm working with up for success, just being like incredibly organized, like rounded out. Yeah. And that, that pours into your regular life. You know, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're editing on time, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing while you're, you know, whatever you've organized for the day, then in turn, you're going to be able to enjoy the smaller things in life outside of what you're doing yeah. with your career or whatever that is. That's, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, definitely suggest if you're not organized and you work in a creative field to, or even if you don't, even if you work in like business or if you're a doctor or something, you know, just like get organized. Like you'll see, like you said, it will, it will kind of work into all these like different avenues in your life. Yeah, it pays dividends for mm-hmm. sure. That's awesome. Well, well, Chris, kind of jumping into a new topic, mm-hmm. I would love to hear just about, I mean, I guess some of the best pieces of advice that you got like what what is the number one driving force of of it like what is the greatest piece of advice you've received I guess is what I'm getting at yeah kind of goes back to uh, the brothers that kind of have been really helping me out the last couple of months um they're incredible filmmakers and uh one of the things or the best piece of advice I've like gotten from them was to be like intentional Mm. about everything wow if there's not like a reason to do it then don't do it at all so knowing that intentionality going into every project every phone call every location scout even down to every single frame that the actor or talent does on set is incredibly important like being intentional in the details is probably the best advice i've gotten and it works wonders wow that's that's probably i mean that's some of the best advice I've ever heard, you know, and that's, that's not even just in your industry. I think that's everywhere because, 100%. yeah, I mean, so I love the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It is yeah. no secret. Nice. And um, one of my favorite housewives, she's no longer on the show, but her name's Lisa Vanderpump. She mm-hmm. is an entrepreneur and a restaurant owner in West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. And she also has another TV show called Vanderpump Rules. But she, in one of the shows, I can't remember which one it is, she is in like the lounge of one of her restaurants Mm -hmm. and she's with one of the waiters and he, she had asked the waiter to, you know, fix some flowers that she had at the front. And she came in and she was like, this is completely wrong. This is completely wrong. Like you did the flowers wrong. And the waiter kind of looks at her like she's crazy. And he's like, why do you care how the flowers look? You know? Mm -hmm. And Lisa takes a step back and she says, everything matters so much. Like, I, I don't think you understand like, down to the detail of the flowers everything matters so just having that intentionality in in whatever it is that you're doing and I'm sure that that pays off in your work and you're able to see the beauty in that but also taking the step back and allowing yourself to be creative right yeah definitely and and I think like you know being intentional it takes a ton of patience um, because if, if you are an intentional person if you're working on a project that's incredibly intentional like down to the details like you have to be patient so that's one of the things that I've kind of learned to grow in over the past couple of months is learning that patience to be intentional, to allow the project to be successful. Um, and, th- and that takes time. Like I had a, it took me years and years to learn that. 
and I'm, I will be learning that for the years to come. Um, but you're right, you know, make sure you're intentional on, on set and in stuff you're doing, but allow room for creative thought, mm. allow room for that shot to be a little bit different than what you had in mind. Like if someone yeah. on set is throws out an idea and I love it, like, heck yeah, we're going to, we're going to shoot it. And if it's not exactly what I had in mind, like that is totally okay. So just being intentional in the details, but finding that fine balance of, hey, you know, I might want to do it a little bit differently than what mm. I had planned. Yeah. And that's this beautiful metaphor for life, right? Like it's f- the way that you're discussing film and, mm-hmm. and saying, you know, letting the smaller things drive what you're doing, letting the things that aren't necessarily planned, but still being intentional in them. Yeah. It's such a beautiful metaphor for, for life and growth and how we take the things that we're given in life and, and really roll with it. But at the same time, saying, I want to be intentional here. I want to be intentional there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Definitely. It definitely helps um, kind of like wrap a project together too, especially when you get in these like bigger projects that we're like shooting for like a month or two months. Like if you stay intentional in the details and stay intentional every shot, like it will be successful over that span of time, mm. which I think a lot of people and, and something I had to learn was just, like I said, like the patience, like allowing a, like a project to be shot over a month, over yeah. two months waiting weeks to film stuff to make sure it's correct and make sure it's done the right way wow and chris i mean you're talking about you know uh time spans and and what that's kind of looked like for you i Mm -hmm. guess i would just love to hear about what it looked like to progress in high school you know getting a camera to now being this you know editor slash director slash sometimes like filmer whatever i'd love to hear just about that yeah so i was never a a super creative kid kind of like growing up but um it was a month before my senior year of high school and my family and I went to Charleston on like a like a week vacation or something Mm -hmm. and the market there is filled with artists filled with creative people selling really cool stuff and there was this one picture and this photographer captured lightning over this bridge and I thought it was the craziest thing I've ever seen and my birthday was in like two weeks and I told my dad, I was like, hey dad, like I really want a camera for my birthday. So from, it was either my 17th or 18th birthday, my parents b- bought me as like a starter camera and I was so pumped. I I thought I was like the coolest kid and I put it on my nightstand. I started watching the whole, you know, the whole nine yards, like YouTube videos, wow. how does this work? Like long exposure photography, like all that like silly, silly stuff that, I was just so pumped about um and then it was like halfway through my senior year where I was working at a gas station and then I started realizing that I started like doing senior portraits like on the side because all of my friends were graduating high school and so I realized that there was a business side to being an artist and I always loved the concept of working for myself and being an entrepreneur or freelance full-time whatever and so I quit my job at the gas station and just started doing uh, photos like full-time and then went off to college and it was my sophomore year where I actually dropped out (laughs) and uh to uh you know my first year of college went great I got got good grades and stuff but you know as I was progressing more in college I was realizing that my love for creating creating stuff and um creating 
you know, really short, compelling pieces of art or film was growing as mm-hmm. my love for college was depleting. So it was like a thing of like a scale. It was kind of like shifting. And it was uh, like the first semester of my sophomore year, I decided to drop out um, and, you know, go full-time freelancing. And uh, yeah, and, and also at that time, my shift from like photography to uh, film, to film yeah. kind of was like all in the mixture of that. It was kind of all happening happening like simultaneously. And I tell people this like all the time, but those like two years of only doing photos like worked so much in my favor when I started getting into film and getting and being more of like a director role because I, was, I learned like all the basics. I learned how to like frame a shot correctly. I learned like composition rules. Mm. I learned what good light is, where I want to put lights, like all of that stuff. And so that is like, even though I'm not a photographer anymore or I wouldn't like classify myself under that, it like helped me to where I'm at now. Wow. And I wouldn't trade that for like anything. Yeah. Wow, Chris, that's so cool. And one of my, so one of my biggest inspirations has always been Katy Perry. I just think Mm -hmm. she's constantly evolving creatively and as an artist and uh, her story is really cool. But one of the things that Katie says is like, can't skip steps, got to pay your dues. And mm-hmm. it sounds like you really paid yours. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, and, I and you're still in the process of paying so, those before yeah, definitely you really still them. have that moment um, where, where you say, okay, this is, this is what I've worked for. This is what I've waited for my whole life, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think we all have to pay those dues, but just in paying those dues, mm-hmm. we have to recognize you realize what it was you actually wanted to go into in paying those dues. Yeah. Like doing your year at college, doing, you know, photography on the side for a little bit and then mm-hmm. recognizing, okay, I actually want to do film. All of these things are actually where you found your true passion. Yeah. And then it, it took four to five years to really cement that in my brain and have that like self-realization and self-awareness that I was made to be a director. And mm. looking back to like my childhood, my childhood and up through like teenage years and now like young adulthood, I've seen why I want to be a director I've seen so it, it's kind of rewarding in a sense you know and and people out there like it takes time it takes a lot of time of messing up and learning from your mistakes and trying stuff that you know in a year or two you're not gonna you're still not gonna be doing or, or like your career path changes and you know all that stuff makes you into the person that you are right now so mm, wow Chris you you touched on something super interesting, and that is that you dropped out your your sophomore year of college. Yeah, yeah. So I I guess gosh I don't even know like how to how to phrase a question for this, but I guess what I'm looking to know is mm-hmm. just what it looked like for you to not go the normal route. Like I think a lot of yeah. us think okay, like you go to high school, you go to college, you graduate, then do your job, mm-hmm. and that was the right decision for you. And it's so, it's so evident 100%. now that was the right decision. But in that moment, I can't imagine that there wasn't at least one conversation you had where somebody was like, Chris, what are you doing? This is terrible. Or something where somebody kind of discouraged you in that yeah. sense. What did it look like going against the pack, so to speak? Yeah. Honestly, I know this sounds like super cheesy, but I kind of liked it. It kind of cool. felt like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that. it was kind of like the, um, I don't know, like, it, it kind of like fueled me a little bit. It wow. kind of lit a fire under under my butt, and just having that responsibility, you know. There's so much you can learn that's not in college, and I'm I'm thankful that I did go to college. It's how I, like I met my wife, and so it definitely wasn't a waste of time. But 
it just wasn't wasn't what I wanted to do career wise and having that like self realization and you know it was tough having um you know dropped out a year and a half into college it's kind of you know almost halfway through so you know but I'm so thankful my parents were supportive they they think they realized that you know once I made the decision that hey I'm gonna do this like legit and I'm, I'm gonna take it seriously that they were really supportive and it, it kind of worked in my favor uh, I was gonna go to film school actually in New York I like got in and all that stuff after I left UNC Charlotte but I got a job at a production company and that was essentially my film school for about six months I was editing on set kind of just getting reps in of like what it looks like to be on a big production so that essentially was my film school so then I decided that I didn't need to go to film school the following semester so it kind of I kind of got lucky in that sense and I learned so much from being there and working with those people wow and getting to see how much you've grown since then is just incredible and that's something that Chris and I have actually talked a lot about is not focusing on somebody else and saying why am I not in their shoes like why yeah. why have I not grown in that way or that much but in sensing where have I grown like what mm-hmm. how have I changed in the last x years like ha- what ways have I bettered myself yeah and I think especially for creative people that's that's kind of a catalyst for mm. you to go down a dark path of having anxiety about what you're doing you know feeling feeling like you're not doing a good enough job because there's a hundred other directors out there who are absolutely crushing it and they're working with these like crazy brands and you're just sitting at home you know checking your email so not focusing I think the best thing that I've learned and it took it took me a while to learn was not focus on what or not like comparing yourself to what the masses are doing and comparing yourself to where you were when you first started. You know, I think back to when I was a senior in high school, running around with a a starter camera, taking photos. If that kid back then knew that he was gonna be doing this now, like he would have freaked out, you know, but I didn't know I was gonna be where I'm at today. And, you know, I didn't get here by myself. I had a lot of help, but it took took a lot of hard work and messing up and doing like, you know, like kind of what you said with Katy Perry, like you gotta like, pay your dues and I did for years but you know I feel like when I'm having a bad day or I'm getting in my head about oh man should I should I really be a director should I really be taking this route that so many other people are trying to do I just think back to when I was a kid in high school you know like look how far I came Mm. in four years yeah you know and like I said I had people help me out and it was a lot of hard work but you know it gives me so much hope and motivation for the next four years like who knows what I'm going to be doing in four years if I keep working and keep learning and keep messing up and keep making connections and, you know, just like putting all of that, that like formula together and just making it keep progress. Like it just gives me so much hope and excitement mm. for what's going to happen in four years. So, you know, yeah. to sum that all up, you know, don't compare yourself to others, compare yourself to where you were when you started. I love that. I love that. You know, comparison is and will always be the thief of all joy. Mm -hmm. We know that. That's something that I feel like 
you know, it, it takes time to learn, but once you really yeah. recognize, okay, comparing myself to this person actually steals the present moment from me. Definitely. It definitely. actually takes away from where I'm at right now. It, it takes away from the journey of paying your dues to, mm -hmm. to get to where you want to be. And obviously it's okay to have that idea of, I would love to be here in four years or, you know, doing whatever in X amount of time in the back mm -hmm. of your head, but it's learning to live in that perfect dichotomy of, looking towards the future and, and thinking futuristically, but also living in the now and the present and making the most of that because essentially the things that we're doing today mm. are, uh, it could put us six months ahead in life. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Really like the could. times that I've really grinded in life, six months after that, I feel like I'm so much more ahead. Yeah, you yeah. Know? It's, it's really like, once you realize it, it's exponential. Yeah. It really is. Like yeah. It's so good. I think especially in filmmaking because you'll make like six projects and all of them turn out not how you wanted them to. But mm -hmm. then you get that one that you were, like I said, intentional about in the details. You, you know, put really the time and effort. You were patient over like a month or two and it pays off. And I will look back on that in a year and be happy about it. And mm -hmm. I couldn't have said that about another project or my past projects. Like I still look back at those and say, dang, I wish I'd. You know, I wish I did that differently. Yeah. You know, so I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And you, you said something about your bad days and something that mm -hmm. I've been so intrigued lately and in, in just asking people is what do you do? What do you do in your bad days? And the reason why I'm so intrigued by that question is because we know that every single person has had a bad day. Yeah. And so I want to become a master at managing my bad days. Like I don't even, I don't even really care about the bad days what I want to learn instead of saying that was a terrible day, I want to learn how to manage the bad days. Yeah, that's good. And so I'm kind of on a mission to do that. Chris, how do you manage your bad days? Because I mean, everybody yeah, has them. I was actually like just talking to a great friend of mine and someone who I work like very closely with on a lot of these projects. Cool. We were literally just talking about this like last night and you know, it's, it's felt like the month of December and get like coming up to the holidays and you know, COVID is still going on that there's been a drop off in, in work and us feeling as though we're working harder and making these cool passion projects and doing all the right things, but work is just not coming. Mm -hmm. And you know, that's something me and him are figuring out. Um, I think just cause we're like pretty young in our, in our filming career, but yeah, I mean, hard days are, are inevitable. And if you're like an artist or any profession that you do, there's gonna be hard days. So I think, I just think a couple of things that really help me not necessarily like get through the bad days, but kind of keep me like afloat and keep me motivated. I would say is it, like, if you are religious or if you, you know, have faith, like, you know, go to like, I, I, I'm a Christian. I like believe in, like, I have a relationship with Christ. So I will like pray um, to Jesus. Like I'll, I'll pray to, you know, just for, like, the anxiety and, like, the stress to, like, be mitigated and, and cool. go away, um, you know, and just, I feel like going to Christ, you know, kind of, like, refuels me, kind of puts my head more on, like, a straighter path and, and gets all of, like, it just makes me think clearer again. Sweet, um, so diving into that spirituality. Yeah, and it just, yeah. like, reaffirms me in knowing that what I'm doing is what, Christ has called me to do he's given me those gifts to be creative he's given me those gifts to lead a team of people on a set so 
I think that's that's probably the main thing. Um, a very like simple, tangible thing I do is just like go on a walk. You know, if it's a nice day, just go take a walk. Like sometimes I'll take my camera. I actually got this advice from another director. It was actually Ryan Booth. Um, oh, cool. He says that sometimes if he's like really deep into a project or he's just like stressed out about life or um, filmmaking that he'll just like go on a walk um, and take his camera and just like take photos for fun. Um, I think that's something that, you know, I, I like really have grown to do. Like just go on a walk with a friend. I'll go on a walk with my wife. And it just like really helps me clear my mind. Just getting that exercise um, you know, that's like such a simple thing, but it really does wonders. And then the third thing, um, kind of goes with that, but just like hang out with like the people mm. that, you know, are your support system, you know, find like, for example, it's like my wife, Katie, like if I'm having a rough day, like I'll just go hang out with her, you know, yeah. I'll talk to her about how I'm feeling like, so if it's, if that's either like a friend of yours or your spouse or, um, just someone that like loves you and cares for you, like I would say spend time with them. That's really cool that you say that because I don't think that we were ever meant to do this alone. Like this being oh, life, yeah. like we were never yeah, yeah. meant to do any of this by ourselves. And there are so many days where, you know, myself or you see so many people in the industry, whether they're, you know, a celebrity being an actor or a performer mm-hmm. or a director even. And yeah. it's like they want to take all of these things on by themselves uh, you know, whether, whether that's saying like I did all of the work or whether that's just saying I put it all on myself, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? We were never meant to do it by ourselves. And so to go to somebody else and just say like, Hey, I'm, I'm not having the best day. Yeah. I, I find that to be so helpful. So I love that you said that. And yeah. I think that that's really good advice just to clear your head, to yeah. go on a walk, yeah. to clear your head or do something that you love. Like you said, just taking a photo and, and not making it this big drawn out thing or mm-hmm. this big production, but instead just going back to the core Mm-hmm. the root of what it is that you love because it's it's just a reminder of of why you are where you are and why you want to go where you want to go yeah and uh, like you said it perfectly like it's we're not meant to do this by ourselves and that's something i've actually kind of learned that this this year like some of the past like two projects were like the first projects where there was actually a crew and i was telling people like directions and stuff like that and you know that that changed everything that really made me kind of like cement my my desire to be a director and and know that you know I can't do it all by myself for for you know the first like year or two being in film like I was just running around on projects with a camera by myself I wasn't scouting locations I was kind of just like showing up and shooting and now every project is like planned out I have a crew like because I know that I'm I'm a good director, but I might not be the best like camera operator. Wow. So letting those talented people come in and work alongside is something that I've like really learned and has really propelled me to the I think the next stage is like having that realization that you can't do it by yourself and allowing, you know, that camera operator to come on, like that DP to come on, the the colorist who's gonna spend 20, 30, 40 hours making it look beautiful, you know, like giving those people the opportunity to succeed is really really cool and not having to put all that pressure on yourself and that that works for any business profession you know allowing talented people to come in and work alongside you no that's amazing because some people you know and again myself included like 
which like we have a tendency as human beings to want to take it all in for ourselves, oh, especially yeah. when you're trying to you know grow the way you are in the industry. Yeah, yeah. It's difficult to not say this is all my success. This is all me. Sometimes I get in these mindsets of thinking I do this on my own. Like I got here by myself. I yeah. do this on my own. Nobody's helped me, and that's the opposite of the truth. But the beauty of what you're saying is that when you recognize that you can't do it on your own, the product of your work gets so much better. Like because you have a really great camera operator and mm -hmm. it's not you and you're not selfishly saying like, I want this all for myself. The product of your work is in turn, you know, beautified in ways that it couldn't have oh, been 100%. before. Yeah, it's like they're not even like on the same playing field of quality or, you know, and just like I feel like the project kind of means more you know, like rally, yeah. rallying like a crew together of like awesome mm -hmm. people and having everyone give their 100%, give their all and seeing that their work and their efforts and their gifts are paying off on, on a collaborative project is so fulfilling. And I think it's something that I've, I've really like grown to love and be a part of. Yeah. And again, this metaphor for life, you know, it's not just on a set. It's, it's everywhere. We, yeah. we need other people. We need accountability partners. We need people who are going to build us up in what it is that we're doing. But 100%. oftentimes those things really do beautify our projects in ways that we couldn't beautify them without them. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm sure that, um, your wife, Katie has helped you in terms of accountability and that's not necessarily something we see in, in the film. Like it's not the coloring of it, but yeah, yeah. It, what it is, is like, it's how that film turned out, how that you know, short creative piece ended up turning out. Yeah, no, it's definitely another thing. Just having someone there to keep you accountable, I think is incredibly important for people who don't work under a big company or you're, if you work for yourself, having that accountability person, whether it be your wife or your, f or a close friend, but you know, I'll share my goals with her and not, not like unrealistic goals, but mm. my weekly monthly goals that, you know, we'll sit down at the start of the month and talk over, you know, and she'll, She'll keep me accountable. She'll say, hey, did you, you know, are you going to wrap shooting on that project this month? And, you know, it, yeah, it keeps me accountable because it, yeah. it makes me, you know, step up and be like, hey, guys, like, we really need to get this filmed by Friday, by Saturday. Like, it really, it really does help having that other person kind of keep you accountable and, and like setting those, setting those like more short term goals, I think really has helped me and uh, like bringing her in on that is so important. Yeah, getting strategic with with your goals, even organize I think you said this before, but organizing your yeah, goals. Yeah, it's like right back to the organization thing, you know, keep all of your goals in, you know, either in like a software or a document or on a note sheet in your phone. You know, it, it works wonders having them really close by. Mm. And it gives you more motivation to check those off and to keep percent. on track and, and make sure that you are in line with where you want to be. Yeah you know, just keeping that like clear mind, that clarity. And like you said, like it feels amazing to cross off a, a goal that has been on there for a month or two. So it's, it's super fulfilling. That's awesome. Well, Chris, we're, we're coming to the end of our time, but I mm -hmm. do want to ask you if, if somebody's listening to this and they're like, I want to grow, like I'm listening to this guy talk. He sounds so passionate. He sounds so excited about what it is that he's doing. And I want to grow and I have a growth mindset and it doesn't even have to necessarily be in film or the creative field but more mm -hmm. so just in general like I just want to grow what would you say is something that they should do something that they should ask themselves or a tangible step that they should take to growing yeah yeah that's um I'm gonna think about that for a sec but I I think that 
the number one step to growing in whatever it is is knowing why you're growing Hmm. and what you're growing in Hmm. if those if the why and the what can cross and you can clearly identify what those are it it's kind of like impossible of what you'll be able to like achieve because you're you're going to be so motivated your mind's going to be so like dead on set that it will be hard to like get off of that and I think that's why I inevitably dropped out of college was I had that realization that what I wanted to do and why I wanted to do it kind of lined up Hmm. and it's just it's just the how is kind of the tricky part and that's where you will grow in is how you'll get there how you'll get to do what you'll do um I was actually like just thinking about that last night which is crazy but yeah I think I think that's that's what that's my advice that's so cool so repeat that one more time so it's it's not or it is the why and the yeah. what it's the why you want to grow and the what and having those overlap and crossover yes but it's the how that's the trickier part of yeah times. it's it's the how is because if if they're your goals you don't know exactly how to get there you don't know you don't know the path you haven't been on it yet so you know going to mentors getting your reps in like all that stuff will yeah and and like a Yo, 60, when I'm 65 and I'm doing this, I'll still be figuring out that how, you know, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's never like, especially in filmmaking, there's never like a point where you're just like, yeah, this is it. Like, I mean, look at Mar- Martin Scorsese. He's like in his eighties and he's absolutely crushing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You know, like that's like a perfect example of what the filmmaking journey I feel like is supposed to be like. And, and you know, he does amazing large films and, you know, I want to do smaller stuff, but just like using him as an example to you know say that the how is the important part and I think he has kind of mastered that and the how for him he probably has a good idea of how to do it but you know people who are just starting out like that's that's a thing um and that's the thing you're gonna have to grow in is figuring out how to do that but yeah like I said wrap it all up like the why and the what those um if those come together and you have like clarity about that then yeah, you're gonna you're gonna do something pretty special. Cool. And just just learning um, how to get to that point of success is is not always easy. Yeah. And it is the equivalent of paying our dues. Um, but I I do think that eventually the how comes to us, and I think you can agree mm-hmm. with that. Of like you have learned at this stage, like how yeah. to get where you are now. Like you weren't at the stage four years ago. Yeah, you are yeah, now yeah. though. So it will come in like little excerpts. Or a little, it will come yeah. in like little things where you get a little bit of a how here, a little bit of a how here, and like the, the important part is that you apply it. You just you you don't just know it, but you actually like live it out. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, like I said, a, a mentor will be perfect for that because they'll give you little hints of how, and then getting to that next step is how you apply what they told you how to do, mm-hmm. and making sure you make that like a point, not just listening for advice or listening on how to do it, but actually making it happen and being intentional on making it happen and learning and learning to embrace that journey is so important because i think that we we fail to do that so often because of where we want to be but again taking in that present moment and just saying this is where i'm at and this Mm -hmm. is where i want to be and that's okay yeah and i'm i'm going to figure out the how in these little pieces little bits and pieces but eventually i'm going to get there Mm -hmm. wow well chris do you have anything else to say to our listeners you want to give kind of a last word yeah, I think I just want to like reiterate what I said earlier, especially if you're like an artist or 
you know, someone out there that's working on something or um, you like work for yourself, I would say stop comparing yourself to other people. Mm. Stop comparing yourself to people who have been doing it 20, 30 years more than you, you know, because it's, it's just going to hurt you. Like reflect, see where you started, swipe all the way down on your Instagram and see that first photo you took and swipe all the way back up to the top. That's, that's how you should be comparing yourself not searching for other photographers, for other filmmakers, for other musicians. You know, it should be scroll down, see what you started at and comparing. And I know I said this earlier, but it is it is so important. It is so, so important. So if you're out there, I feel like that's that's what I would say is like my best piece of advice is to compare yourself like when you started. And not to others. Not to others at all. Because it will it'll just hurt you love that yeah well Chris thank you so much for for being here and just being so open and vulnerable about where you're yeah, at of course. And where you want to go guys I am expecting big things from Chris you know he's already doing some really big things now but I'm really confident and certain that he's going to end up on uh, a big platform and in the filmmaking industry and commercials and yeah, thank uh, you. things of that nature thank you thank you yeah guys go check out chris's work chris um do you want to give your handle maybe on instagram he, yeah i know he posts a bunch of promos and in films there yeah yeah it's uh at chris with a c uh lamateer so c-h-r-i-s l-o-m-a-r-t-i-r-e sweet chris thank you so much uh it's it's been such a privilege to interview you and i just feel so grateful to know you yeah yeah thank you so much for having me it's been a, it's been a blast Sweet. Well, guys, Geared Towards Growth, the journal now on Amazon. Go get yours today. We got them in black and white. We got them in pastels. And if you are purchasing these journals, you are currently fueling uh, the life that I'm living right now, which is currently the student life. So um, and you are feeling, you know, this podcast and uh, the different things that I want to do with it. So uh, I hope that you feel motivated and encouraged by Chris's words. I know that I do. And just going into this next week that we really carry in those ideas of organization and, uh, you know, comparison and all of these great things that he touched on. So uh, thank you guys. I hope that you have a great week. That's all.